Hello everyone out there, this is Ferenian Slip coming back to you with an update actually. Um, as you know I haven't been posting as much lately and that's due to the fact that I am also a researcher as well as a student, so it's been taking up a lot of my time as well as the fact that I also have things to do that relates to the holidays that's also been taking up some time. So I thank y'all for your patience while I'm going through this busy time of year. With that being said, let's get right back into the show. Hi, this is Elijah with Ferenian Slip coming back to you with another episode. Your friend, your pal, good dealer for your daily fixings of facts about life and analyticals about society. Today's episode will coincide with the holidays coming up, and the biggest question on everybody's mind, will I be able to secure that holiday boo? Will I be able to cuddle up with someone near the fireplace? Am I just someone who's very hard to love and I'm cursed to not be able to? Well, this episode's for you. So with that said, love is a very interesting topic to get into because love is something more new to humanity. And what I mean by that is we haven't always had the process of love, you know, romantic love for other people. This is because harkening back to evolutionary times, when we decided our mates, we didn't actually do it for love, we did it for preservation of the species. And the love that we did have was very rudimentary to the one that we have now. That love was more love for our spawns, basically to keep them alive. We cared and nurtured for them because we wanted to keep them going and continue the cycle of, well, the mating process. And as time went on and we evolved as people, we continued to, well, feel certain types of emotions. See, we developed these emotions as survival adaptability as we continued as a species. So for instance, say there's a snake that just popped out of you. Well, we as a species would be in fact afraid of that as our amygdala would alert us through fear. Our autonomic response would be us trying to get away from the situation. This is an instinctual reaction that is separate from our conscious actions, and this all developed because humanity needed to escape these situations in order to survive. So that's basically where the gist of all our emotions come from. Without them, humanity really wouldn't have lasted back then. Though, this accounts for some of the more basic emotions that humans have, not more of the complex one that we know of like love in this instance. True to Blue, it took a very long time for love to even be accepted as a concept in modern society. If you look back in a lot of the history books, you will see that most of the societies had some sort of arranged marriages or marriages based on ascertaining some sort of power, land, title, thieves, you name it. So for many years, individuals didn't get together for love. There are those who make the argument that lovers, the term back then, was in fact a term used for love in that era. Though, when you look at old clippings or journals or newspapers from back then, lovers was more synonymous with sexual relationships than it was with, you know, love itself. This could be discerned with a lot of how old soldiers back in the day would write to their lovers, and it would usually have some explicit content to which they would denote wanting to feel and touch them again. So you may be asking, Elijah, why do we care about this? Well, I'm glad you asked, because a lot of individuals feel dejected and despair when they feel like they cannot get any love relationships. So, you know, all those romantic relationships that people envy, the Hallmark Christmas movie about love, or those cheesy Valentine's Day movies that people so adore. So I'm making this for all of y'all who feel like they can't attain that sort of happiness in their lifetime. With that as a segue, let's take a look back at more of how emotions develop and why they are the way they are in this contemporary age. Like I said before, humanity developed emotions as a way of survivability adaptability. And not just with the analogy of the snakes. Say for instance you ate something that could potentially be poisonous. The face you'd make would alert people that this thing is poisonous. As well as a disgusted face would tell you this thing is not edible. So that takes care of a few of the more basic emotions. Happiness and sadness came later on as well. This was in part because when you have children or these spawns 
friends of yours, their faces between happiness and sadness, you could tell from that if they were okay or if there was something wrong. And when I say later, I still mean within the era of hunters and gatherers. So you must be saying, get to the point, I want to hear about where love comes in. To get to that point, I have to explain slightly more where culture aligns with biological evolution. So, an American psychologist by the name of Paul Ekman founded that all of humanity has the same basics emotion. By telling people of different cultures a story, and then asking them to make faces in relation to this said story of the emotions those people were feeling, they would all make the same expressions. This led them to hypothesize that all humans make the same expressions and feel the same type of emotions. There are skeptics about his model because of the fact that humans have a diverse field of emotions and there's so much variation, speculated toward the fact that humanity's six basic emotions in fact combine together to create certain different types of emotions like guilt, elation, and you know it, love. So how does this compare to what I said earlier when it comes to love as more of a newer concept? Well, it took time for these more diverse emotions to in fact form. Like I said earlier, it's more about evolution and adaption. One can definitely make an argument that love has existed in the last thousand years or so in a lot of cultures, and you'd be right, there has been signs of love in rudimentary forms, but what I'm saying is that love hasn't existed till the contemporary age the way we see it, the more modern time, that kind of love hasn't existed until like the more recent century or so. To connect these ideas, we have to go back to the very beginning when it came to the idea of sexual attraction and sexual interest in more modern society. To really understand, you have to check out the aristocracy who lived in the last few centuries. The aristocracy had many well, concubines is the word, as well as partners that they would have some sort of tryst with or cyst. These people would exist alongside the main partners of the aristocracy classes. So you'd see a lot of men in the past with their main wife, as well as multiple concubines, and that was normal of their classes. And you would think, well, they didn't obviously love their partner, and you're kind of correct, because once again, love was more of a not concern when it came to marriages, it was more towards the idea of gaining some sort of beneficial by linking certain families together, especially in the ruling aristocracy classes where you wanted to merge certain families with their dominion. Hey man, that's all cool and all man, but we didn't come here to learn no history lesson. We came to learn about love, you know? L-O-V-E. And you're right, you're right. Give me some time to close this off because it's going to be a very interesting one. Moving forward from the aristocracy, a lot of things have changed, you know, with the whole evolution of the times more technology is coming in, more ways of living and certain cultures evolving, adapting, you know, colonization and stuff happening around the world. A lot of social issues started to take place. So the idea of concubines was being phased out. Having multiple partners wasn't as okay because, well, similarly to the reasons why the aristocracy stopped having sexual encounters with people of their gender, outside of their gender, and really any other gender except back then about gender because you know there wasn't really like much of a thing they didn't really have multiple options for gender but they didn't really care anyway the aristocracy wanted to make sure that people could differentiate between the peasants and our high blood pure blood royalty as well as the spread of christianity to which very much influenced people's ideas of what was moral and what was immoral the idea of having one partner was born through those circumstances. So that led to people, while having to be more close to their significant others, which kind of led through evolution to what we see now. But it was still even rudimentary during that time. It took some time and a lot of different socializations, as well as like the need to create more emotional experiences to go along with the time. So that's where it started developing more from. And as the Americas progressed, it started developing its own ideas of love. See, it was majority 
used for propaganda during war times. If you've ever seen one of those political cartoons or one of those propaganda posters from the past in World War I, World War II, and even the Cold War, you will see a lot of propaganda used to promote nationalism, promote the efforts to donate towards any of the wars, and as well as promote the nuclear family in order to get people to really buy into the idea of what was being peddled during that time frame. The rise of Christianity held a big part in this as a lot of what the Bible spoke of was the men being the dominant person of the house while the women catered towards them, and this was very much internalized by a lot of the people who were settling in Americas. Then you add to it the fixation of procreation as well as needing help with any farming or agricultural needs that would involve more people, so women and men would work together to till the lands, farm, raise cattle, raise any sort of livestock. In part, children were very much used as assets in order to help extend riches and land. Because in the past, people were given acres to, in fact, farm because that was an incentive to have people move to the Americas. And those who did, in fact, have a lot of land and till all this land and work these lands would have more opportunity to make it big in that era in which they lived in. So it was very much understandable that it started developing in this way. Because you take in the whole idea of masculinity, trying to dominate femininity, the need to procreate because having more hands helped them make it big in the Americas. And then the religious influences that also intersected with the rest of these ideas. With this later leading on to the Industrial Revolution where it made certain labors easier with the technology that was available, the idea of producing children in order to aid in the development of the economy was still in high gear, but the idea or the notion of the nuclear family began to develop. This was also around the time that capitalism became a bigger thing in America. All this leading to the whole idea of the nuclear family being the most important thing in order to preserve the species, which in fact promoted more working, which also promoted capitalism. Child labor laws started becoming more in effect as a lot of individuals were seeing children being worked to the bone and, well, a lot of them were getting sick. So after that creation, the idea of the nuclear family still persisted, as well as capitalism, but technology started evolving. So the need to always use their children in their labor was starting to decrease. So the idea of having children just to have a labor force was no longer being a more popular idea. Through all of that, back to the whole warring times has created more of the propaganda of the nuclear family being the most important things to fight the war. Disseminating ideas of the nuclear family having the masculine breadwinner and the feminine stay-at-home mom proliferated through a lot of society. This is where the ideas of love started becoming more like with the contemporary ideas of love that we have now. Individuals started feeling, and there's the nuclear families, that you had to love each other, like said in the Bible, that it made sense to love each other. But a lot of those relationships still were based on the fact that the women in the family couldn't, in fact, depend on herself because of how society treated women back in the day. They couldn't get jobs, really. They couldn't get any sort of jobs that would help them pay for themselves, so they had to marry with another person to have a beneficial living situation. Although, because of the fact that technology has grown, it made it easier for people to work, as well as not be able to use up all their time in their days. So just like children, women didn't have to work anymore as they were the now stay-at-home moms. With all the times these people had, they would start thinking of certain complex emotions making it more common. Love being one of the most important things that became a signal or beacon of hope that existed through some sort of faith or some sort of internalized idea of finding someone you truly 
truly belonged with. In summary, that led to Love's creation and more of what we know now. So really huge lecture later, because that was the history as well as the psychology around love. Love is an interesting topic just because of the fact it's very much, well, coded in our DNA, coded in well, our biology. We have these complex emotions based on the six basic emotions that we had, but society had a lot to do with what we know about love now, as well as the fact that previous cultures many, many decades, centuries ago that have existed had these rudimentary ideas of love, as well as the beginning times for the hunters and gatherers where we needed to love and care for our spawns in order to survive and promote the constant increasing of the human race. Though despite me focusing on more of the Americas, I also talked about some parts of Europe, but mostly in the whole colonization aspect. There are loads of cultures that have their own ideas of love. There are some cultures that still act upon the ideas of love being more just a beneficial engagement of people trying to find some sort of benefit when being together. There are some cultures that evolved love even on the earlier stage before a lot of what we know to be love had become. The whole concept of love itself is a very interesting thing and there's a lot that goes into it and a lot of history behind it. You could look at many cultures like I said before and see some interesting understanding of love even if it wasn't exactly what we think of it before and as well as the fact that it had a lot of sexual nuances to it. No matter what your culture or society says about love, that's fine and that's valid. Everybody has their own different understanding of love and no single definition of love is more right than other. Well, unless you think of love like dominating your partner, then you're basically an asshole and that's really not what love is about. But apart from that, you're golden. So what does that mean to my whole love struck listeners? Well, it means don't worry about love as much because love has been a very ever evolving thing. So what you think of love now could be different in the future as it was in the past. As more and more complex emotions start developing, we'll start having more understanding of how love and certain emotions like that work out. So what that means in summary is there's always could be a person out there who has a certain understanding of love that's for you. So don't fret about the idea that you can't have that kiss under the mistletoe or get sloshed with your significant other. Well, we've come to the end of today's episode. I'd like to thank y'all for your patience once again, and you'll definitely be hearing more from me as you can never get rid of that one voice that's always telling you I told you so. Thank you everybody and have an amazing day.